Las Vegas tells us that it's going to be Noah Kim, not Caden Hauser, starting at quarterback against Central Michigan. Also, where do our Spartans stack up in the Big Ten media poll? And then, yes, we are joined by Ryan O'Blenis. We talk Spartan DogCon. We talk some recruiting. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show of Locked on Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and yes, we do this, well, three days a week until next week. That's right, we are back in August. That means we are back to five days a week building up to football season, or hey, any news that breaks with basketball as well, you know where to find us. And if you ever want to reach out, any questions, comments, some mortal lock bets you have coming up for this season, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Now, speaking of bets, yes, the fine folks out in the desert, they have officially made their pick for the Michigan State starting quarterback when they kick off their season against the Chips. And, folks, that's right, it is Noah Kim. He has minus 200 odds to become the starter for Michigan State to take that week one first snap. Caden Hauser, the only other quarterback listed, plus 150. Now, what does that mean? What does minus 200 mean? Well, it means that you have to bet $200 to profit $100. All right, if you're not a betting person, this is basically saying that there's roughly a 67% chance, according to Las Vegas, that Noah Kim will be that starting quarterback against Central Michigan. So, well, what do I think of that? Quite frankly, I, that sounds about right. If, if you walked up to me on the street, first of all, hello, nice to meet you. Second of all, if you asked, hey, who's going to be the starting quarterback week one? I would say, yeah, it probably is going to be Noah Kim. That is where I would put it at. Also, I mean, not to follow Vegas hand in hand here, but yeah, I'd probably give it like a two-thirds chance of happening here. Now, why do I think that? I think a lot was told to us on that final spring practice, the one televised by Big Ten Network. Yes, it was Peyton Thorne with just about the bulk of the snaps. Not too far behind him was Noah Kim. And then Caden Hauser, kind of distant-ish third. I mean, it's not like they treated him like he was some walk-on quarterback. But yeah, he was third in the pecking order. Now, of course, there's a lot more story to be told. I mean, throughout the practice, there were scrimmages where... It's been told to me that Caden Hauser outperformed the other two guys. There's also been scrimmages where Noah Kim outperformed other guys. But yes, leaving the spring practice session, it seemed pretty clear that Noah Kim was that number two guy. But again, it's not a mortal lock. I mean, hey, uh, there's still four weeks of practice before Michigan State kicks off their season. And actually, hey, if you're listening on a Wednesday, it's actually one week until we are kicking off fall camp. That's what we're going to call it in August, fall camp, I guess, before the season. So, yeah, I mean, we still got a long way to go. Those are going to be a very important four weeks. And can Caden Hauser jump Noah Kim? Absolutely he can. I mean, he's the more physically gifted of the two, both with size, arm strength, leg strength as well. But, hey, look, I mean, if you're going to ask me who I want to be the starting quarterback, I'm going to do the worst thing that a talking sports head person can possibly do and... I'm sorry to say it, but I'm going to play Sweden here. I mean, I'm going to trust the coaching staff here. If it is Noah Kim in week one, I'm all in. Sure, because, look, let me work backwards here. Not picking Caden Hauser would speak volumes about how good the staff thinks of Noah Kim's game. 
All right, if it's going to be a politics play and they're going to make their decision just based on politics and only that, Hauser's the easy choice. Hauser was that first blue chip prospect that this staff brought in to play quarterback. Noah Kim, he's a holdover from the D'Antonio era. So, yeah, if it was just down to, well, hey, we're going to stick to an agenda here, this is what we're going to go with, it would easily be Hauser. So if Kim is announced as the guy, the guy that's been here longer, the guy that has a little more game experience than Kaden Hauser, and a guy that, by all accounts, had a pretty solid practice, well, that would show me that, wow, Kim is so good that he's actually beating the guy that we brought here, and a guy that, quite frankly, I think the staff might not want to see jump in the portal with Kaden Hauser, but... Again, this is a bet that you can make. This is a prediction, Vegas says, for who is the snap one week one quarterback. This isn't, hey, who's going to get 85 snaps week one. Like th This, I still think, is going to be a battle that we're going to see continued into the season. Perhaps those first two weeks before they name a bonafide starter for that Washington game. Again, I, not just the season we have to go through, the beginning of the season, but... Yeah, how about the four-ish weeks of practice that kick off next Wednesday? But just other notable uh, quarterback battles that Vegas has uh, listed. We're going to highlight one here. Auburn, Peyton Thorne, plus 100. And then Robbie Ashford, minus 140. That's right. Peyton Thorne, as Vegas tells you, not the favorite to be the starter in Auburn week one. That is would be mighty, mighty interesting. But again, they got four weeks to sell things out over there. That race is a little closer. I mean, than an already close race with Kim versus Hauser. But there you go. Just something to keep your eye on there. Um, all right, we're going to head over to Cleveland.com. Every single year since I can remember, at least, in the week of Big Ten Media Days, they come out with their media poll. 37 members vote on this poll, ranking the Big Ten East teams, the Big Ten West teams. And Michigan State, no first place votes. Uh, I know, I'm going to shock a lot of you right there. Uh, Michigan, unfortunately, was the overwhelming favorite here. 27 first place votes. Uh, Ohio State got eight first place votes. And then Penn State, two first place votes. Which, again, we'll talk about this as we get closer to the season. We've already talked about it a little before, but... I like the value in Penn State's Big Ten Championship odds, but hey, we're not here to talk about the Nittany Lions. Fourth in the Big Ten East is Maryland. All right, they have 143 points in this voting system. Michigan State is five, Rutgers is six, and Indiana dead last in seventh. All right, we're going to go through the Big Ten West really quick before we circle back to the Big Ten East. The Big Ten West, a little closer of voting for first place. Wisconsin is number one with 20 first place votes. Iowa, who of course Michigan State has to visit in week five, 16 first place votes. And then Minnesota, another team Michigan State has to visit, one first place vote. To round it out, number four was Illinois, number five, Nebraska, number six, Purdue, and then dead last, God, so far last, you can't even believe it. Shocker, uh, Northwestern here. Uh, the most predicted Big Ten championship game is Michigan over Wisconsin. Second place is Michigan over Iowa, then Michigan over Minnesota. But it, you'd be surprised that, hey, like these media members, they know a lot about the Big Ten. Michigan is an overwhelming favorite. Uh, Cleveland.com's actually only gotten the title right. Three out of 12 years. Uh, I mean, imagine that. I mean, after all those dominant Ohio State teams where it just seemed like Ohio State was the obvious answer, like, no, it, they're right. Three out of 12 times there. So, look, 
Let's talk about why Michigan State is fifth, why Maryland is fourth. Are we uh, happy with it? No, probably not. But should we be surprised? In my opinion, no. Uh, look, Tua, Tua's brother, Tua Leah Tungavailoa, comes back for his ninth year at Maryland. And I swear, like, he started playing in 2015, and no one even cares about Maryland football, and no one's even checked the eligibility of these players. But besides that, besides his NFL arm, besides the solid players on the outside that he could throw the ball to, what's something that no one ever talks about when it comes to Maryland football, and for good reason, more times than not? It's their defense. Guys, they... Maryland's got a pretty good defense this year. And, God, that sentence sounded so awkward coming out of my mouth. I never thought I'd say something like that. But they were a pretty solid pass defense last year, and they returned most of, if not all, the guys in their back seven this upcoming year. So, hey, not only did they play Ohio State somewhat close last year, they only lost them by 13 points, but also let's look at their schedule as well. All right, their crossover games are at Northwestern. Okay, it's, it's harder to travel to a Chicago-area high school team than it is to Northwestern this year. Anyway, they got to go to Nebraska. That'll be a tough one. And then a home game against Illinois. Their big three for the rest of the Big Ten East, they got to go to Ohio State, but they get to host Penn State and host Michigan. And not just hosting Michigan, but hosting Michigan before their Ohio State game. May they catch them in a sleepy moment. Whereas Michigan State's crossover, a little harder. They got to go to Minnesota and then to Iowa. Both those schools got first place votes for the Big Ten West. And then home game versus Nebraska. And then, of course, the Big Three. Home versus Michigan. Home versus Penn State at Ford Field. And then road against Ohio State. So, not only is Maryland returning a lot of good players and a proven quarterback, but I surely would take, certainly take the Terrapins' schedule over Michigan State. But, look, this is one of the barometers I'm going to be looking for this year. All right, bowl eligibility has to be item number one. I think that's a goal that's in all of our minds right now. And then number two, look, just establish yourself a little higher than Maryland. You know, solidify yourself as that fourth team in the Big Ten. Just keep on climbing up. Again, this is a rebuilding process. Let's just get over Maryland. But a lot easier said than done. That's what Cleveland.com tells us, and that's how we are justifying it. And we will be right back with Ryan O'Blenhams of Spartans Illustrated. But first, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you still have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and, best of all, for free. It is so easy to create a job on LinkedIn Jobs that, psh, guys, even I can do it. So... Add your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. So what are you waiting for, gang? Post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs dot com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. 
From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And really quick editor's note before we get into our chat with Ryan Oblenas of Spartans Illustrated. Hey, we talked earlier on Tuesday and, well, at the time, Nigel Glover, former four-star commit for Northwestern, he transferred out of the Wildcats program. And yes, he was going to visit this weekend at Spartan Dog Con. And then a few hours passed by after our chat with Ryan and, well, Nigel instead is going to Ohio State. Awesome. Yeah, just great news on the recruiting trail for Michigan State. But uh, yes, we do mention Nigel Glover a little bit here in the upcoming chat. There was a five-minute chunk where we talked nothing but Nigel Glover. Had to edit that part out, but there were some other parts where it'd be a little too difficult to weed everything out. So quick editor's note, if you hear anything about Nigel Glover and our excitement for him coming to campus, oopsie-daisy. Yeah, so, but anyway, hey, still a great chat with Ryan. Let's get to it. We are now joined by friend of the program, R.O.B., Ryan O'Blenis of Spartans Illustrated. Ryan, hey, thanks a ton for joining us, uh, especially during your busy week. You're off to Big Ten Media Days pretty soon. But hey, before we get you on the road, how you doing, man? We doing okay? I'm good. Just getting back from uh, Palm Springs, California, so it doesn't melt. Nice, <laughs> nice to have a little break from the computer, but back at it now. The grind never really stops. No, of course not. But yeah, no, good to see you didn't melt in those 118 degree temperatures or whatever the heck it was over in Palm Springs. So, hey, good to see you. And I like that you're doing some scouting over there for Michigan State's game against Arizona on the hardwood at Accretion Arena or whatever it's called out there. I'm sure that's what you were doing out in that neck of the woods. But hey, Ryan, enough about basketball. It is football season and it's already back to recruiting season after a dead period that was about 13 minutes long for the staff, but hey, we have a big weekend up ahead. It's Spartan Dog Con. We're going to have some former players. We're going to have some, well, hopefully incoming players because there is going to be a big recruiting emphasis this week. We're going to have all sorts of uh, commits coming up this week, but we're not here to talk about that, Ryan. No, 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 no. We're here to talk about targets. I'm going to rip through this list really quick and then ask what name intrigues you the most here. So 2024 four-star receiver Bridell Richardson, of course, teammates with Anthony Scuda Carey. 2025 safety Desmond Straughton. 2026 offensive lineman Gregory Patrick. 2025 offensive lineman Ben Nichols. 25 three-star athlete Kasha Shivers. 26 athlete Corey Sadler. 26 uh, uh, sorry, Khalif Canty. 25 three-star linebacker Andre Thomas Jr. 25 three-star wide receiver Antoine Thomas. 24 four-star offensive tackle Carter Lowe. 25 three-star linebacker Cooper Catalano. 25 four-star offensive tackle Avery Gatch and then well that was a lot of 24 25 and a few 26s but hey we also have a 2023 kid we talked about him not too long ago a few weeks ago with the Northwestern fallout four-star linebacker Nigel Glover he has since well ever since the whole scandal happened defected from Northwestern Michigan State is having him on campus this week Ryan, that was a lot of names. That was a lot of rambling. Amongst those names, is there any one or two or maybe even three that really catch your eye as far as intrigue go for this upcoming weekend? Yeah, I mean, obviously Richardson is the the lone 24 target on the list. Um, You know, Michigan State wants to add at least another receiver to to the group. As you mentioned, he's teammates with Anthony Carey. They were also teammates with Eddie Pleasant, correct? MSU freshman cornerback at Carrollwood Day. 
Um, so the connection is there. I know that the staff likes Richardson. Um, he's a really talented player. His recruitment's been a little hard, harder to follow. Um, but, but he is certainly, you know, somebody who's really good, really talented that they would like to add pair with Nick Marsh in the class. Um, you know, I think getting him up here for this weekend, if he is able to make it is, you know, go, going to be big. Um, I think that Michigan State's likely high on his list because of, you know, he, he has those teammates there and he has, um, uh, you know, I think probably sees a path to early playing time perhaps in the first couple of years. Um, so, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense for both parties, but obviously he has other schools in the mix too trying to get them. So, you know, that one's huge. And then, as you mentioned, um, you know, bringing in a, uh, a potential transfer with Glover from Northwestern, um, you know, it sounds like maybe he's taking some other visits too to Kentucky and Michigan, um, but you know, if Michigan State's able to get him um, for, you know, it, it might be an, actually an official visit for two days. I'm still working okay. to, to confirm all this information. But, um, you know, if that's the case, obviously they can roll out the red carpet, um, show him everything they need to. He's going to be there during Spartan.com and all these alone are back. Um, you know, the, the linebacker group has a lot of bodies in there right now. But I think um, there's obviously for the future for him. Um, a path to playing time that, you know, would be pretty easy to see after this year. And, uh, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, with everything that happened at Northwestern, those players were able to hop into the transfer portal after Fitzgerald was, was fired if they chose to do so. So it looks like he's weighing his options there. Um, like I said, I'm hoping to find out some more information about him, but he's a, you know, a guy who had, I think, like 25 offers coming out of high school um he's a linebacker who also has kind of you know he, he also has the versatility to play safety if need be um, okay he'd be nice. pretty much you know you know a really good ad similar to uh you know getting ken tally late last year and so you know michigan state's always looking to add that kind of talent and upgrade the roster where they can um so you know i think they'll definitely be pushing for him so you know th those are two names that obviously stick out. And then, as you mentioned, there's a lot of 2025, 2026 targets coming or, you know, at least tentatively or planning to. You never know who's actually going to make it um, until they actually get there. But, yeah, so there's, you know, I think it's going to be a big weekend. I think having the, the different events with uh, the alum coming in, the current players, the current staff, the recruits, and then on top of all the names you mentioned, I think pretty much every uh, 2024 commit is going to be there. Gotcha. The only one um, who I still haven't gotten an answer from is Logan Bennett, but as far as I know, he's planning to be there too. Um, and again, these are all tentative, you know, even if they're planning to be there, some of them might not make it, but I think that's also going to be big to have all 12 commits out there and being able to recruit guys like Richardson, guys in the 2025 and 2026 classes, um, even guys like Glover who are looking for a new home to transfer into. Um, they can all, tell them about their experiences with MSU, why they committed, what they love about the program, what they love about campus, um, and just kind of connect with those guys. And that's all going to be huge. Uh, speaking of recruiting, Ryan, uh, you've done some great pieces over at Spartans Illustrated and yeah, not just recently. I mean, you've been doing great stuff over there ever since the whole website started basically, but specifically about Detroit recruiting and even more specifically on top of that, you've done some good pieces with the kids from Belleville, a little bit of cast tech action. 
What is the health with Michigan State and those Detroit schools like, in your opinion, right now? Yeah, so the, the Cavs Tech connection has always been kind of interesting to me since yeah. you know Mel Tucker has gotten there. They've really had a good relationship. Um, you know, obviously things were a little rocky there in Detroit with uh, you know toward the end of the, the Mark Tantonio era, um, but I think you know Tucker and his staff have done a really good job kind of rebuilding that pipeline. Um, I think Tucker even recently uh, mentioned that on the Jack Evelyn show, um, you know, about how they've been able to make a lot of progress within the state and specifically within Detroit. And, um, you know, I talked to a bunch of the Cavs Tech players and uh, the head coach there, Marvin Rushing, at uh, the Wayne State 7-on-7 event earlier this month. Okay. And, you know, basically what they said was a lot of their, their pillars, a lot of their goals, objectives, things like that are the same, you know, that Michigan State has. That's the same kind of thing that Cavs Tech is looking to accomplish. And, um, you know, there are several players on Michigan State's roster already who went to Cavs Tech. Um, You know, obviously Jalen Thompson comes in this year as a four-star. You know, Jaron Mangum transferred in, former Cavs Tech player who was considering Michigan State out of high school. Um, Sebastian Brown's another one returning. Um, and then, you know, they're targeting all kinds of kids from there. Um, you know, CJ Sadler in 2026, Cleve Canty in 2026, uh, Alex Graham. He recently made the move to IMG Academy, but he is a Cavs Tech kid. Um, and Cassius Shivers, another 2025 with Graham, who, you know, they're, they're in on all these kids um, who I think, you know, hold Michigan State in a high regard because that relationship between Cavs Tech and Michigan State is, is so um, strong, you know, another thing that that rushing set is basically, you know, they try to emulate what Michigan State does. Um, everything that, you know, they kind of are hoping to accomplish, like their foundation of, of what they're trying to build, all that stuff comes from the Michigan State program. Um, you know, they have that, that good relationship there and they have a really, you, you know, a lot of talent comes through Cavs Tech, and I was watching them at that seven-on-seven event, and another thing Russian rushing told me was that, uh, you know, this team isn't built for spandex season, is what he called it. Uh, <laughs> I like seven. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's, you know, because they're physical, they want the pads on, they want to hit, knock the spit out of your mouth, stuff like that, but then I was watching them at the seven-on-seven just dominate everybody, and I'm like, if you're telling me this team isn't built for spandex season, I can only imagine what they're going to do once pads get done. So right, no having a connection with that school, with that kind of talent that comes in and out every year is huge for Michigan State. Um, and, you know, as for Belleville, I think that um, maybe not quite as many, uh, you know, maybe not quite as strong as Cast Tech, but still a good relationship. They recently, um, you know, hired a, a new coach there uh, that was actually their uh, third head coach, I think, since the 2022 season started. Um, you know, because their prior coach got fired for a violation of some sort. And then their next coach that they hired in ended up taking a college job. So now Kelvin Norman, um, you know, who's, who's been around that program for a while. And he's a former head coach at uh, Detroit Cody High School, too. So he knows what he's doing, is taking over. And, you know, they're looking for a, for a three-peat over there. They have also have an extremely talented roster. You know, we talked about Jeremiah Beasley a little bit. Obviously, Bryce Underwood at quarterback is, you know, not only one of the best prospects to come out of Michigan in a long time, he's uh, like a top three ranked national prospect in the 2025 yeah. class. 
he is the real deal. Like watching him uh, and that seven on seven, he actually kind of started, um, you know, not quite as good as I thought, missing a little bit of throws. But then, you know, after two or three misses, I don't think he missed a single pass after that. He was just locked in. And I was just thinking like, yeah, all the hype about this kid, I think is real. Um, unfortunately, I don't feel like Michigan State's in a very good spot with him right now. After talking with him, he says that, you know, they haven't been in a lot of communication. Um, and, and what's important to him, you know, like the school he's going to choose on is based on where he feels the most loved at and most connection, where he feels he can get developed at. Um, I don't know if that's intentional by Michigan State because they feel like he's not that realistic of a target and they're going after other kids, or if, you know, yeah. maybe they'll start to put the pressure on him a little more. There's obviously still a ton of time left. Um, you know, he told me that he has a rough date uh, in early January of commitment, but nothing set in stone yet. So there's still time to make up ground there if, you know, Michigan State chooses to do that and if Underwood is open to doing that. So, yeah, right now I don't feel good about MSU's chances there, but – um, you know, whoever gets him is going to get an absolute game changer, I think. Uh, but there's a couple other kids on Belleville who don't have an offer yet, who I spoke to, um, who plan to be at Spartan Dog Con. Um, you know, Andre Thomas, Jr., linebacker, and Antoine Thomas, the uh, receiver. Um, he recently came over from uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, actually, and just transferred into Belleville. There's their they both have, uh, you know, several other offers already. I would be, you know, I, I think maybe Andre Thomas could walk out of Spartan Dog Con with an offer. We'll see. Just kind gotcha. of a guess. Um, and, you know, Antoine Thomas said he's building up his relationship with Coach Hawkins, Coach Tino Smith, the wide receivers over there. So, I, you know, I think as that progresses, he could eventually pick up an offer too. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, obviously another, you know, Chaos Tech and Belleville are probably the two team like uh, – you know, two of the favorites to win another Division One state championship in Michigan. Um, you know, Belleville's obviously the team to beat after back-to-back championships. I think Cavs Tech could be a challenger. I think they beat – I think Cavs Tech lost to Belleville by one point in the semifinals last year uh, in overtime. So I expect those two to, to be going at it again in the playoffs. And, you know, there's a lot of other talented teams too, but definitely yes. having the connection um, with those two programs. You know, Michigan State says – things like the best in the state go to state and like, you know, how important it is to win these in-state battles. So having connections there with those two schools is huge and being, and I really enjoyed being able to talk to their head coaches, talk to multiple players there. Um, You know, those stories for me were a little bit different than what I normally do where I focus on just one player or whatever in recruiting. It was nice to get kind of a full picture, a full background. Uh, You know, I also got to talk to, River Rouge's head coach with Nick Marsh and, uh, um, you know, his name's Eric Petway and some of their other coaches and stuff. And just kind of getting these other outside perspectives of how things are going and what that relationship's like and how that process actually works between like a university and a high school and, uh, you know, how the communication really breaks down and stuff like that was really interesting to me. So those were uh, fun stories to do. That's how the sausage is made. Look at that. Just the relationships between high school and college. The, the whole Bryce Underwood discussion, like, is for a different day because, like, I'm, I'm uh, this is a positive episode. I'm trying to keep it upbeat here. And, like, but it is an interesting balance between, like, hey, you know what? You do want to go after kids you have a realistic shot of getting. And, yeah, it might be a little hard to beat out Alabama, LSU uh, for a five star top three kid. But at the same time, like, 
He's an hour and a half drive away. But again, we're going to table that for a, a different time. Let's end this on an upbeat note really quick before we set you on the road here to Big Ten Media Days. Let's just – I can't believe we're talking about this. 2025 kids. Is there one that you think is like already a pretty heavy lean for Michigan State, or is it just a little too early to start even talking about that right now for the 2025 cycle? Um, there's two actually that – as of right now, I think I would feel really good about um, one we, we've already talked about a little bit, Cassius Shivers from Cass Tech. Um, okay. The way that he talks about Michigan State, his relationship with Harlan Barnett, the secondary coach, um, you know, he told me straight up that right now Michigan State's probably at or near the top of his list. Um, okay. And then, and, and, you know, being in state, once again, having that connection to Cass Tech, having people he knows there, he said not only does he know a lot of players from Cas Tech on the roster already, but he also knows other kids from like Roseville, like Tyrell Henry and, you know, Oak Park and all these other places around Metro Detroit. So he has not only the good relationship with the coaches, not only the Cas Tech to Michigan State connection, but he is friendly with several of the players on the team and he can see himself making an impact there. And again, it is too early to say anything definitively about any 2025 prospect in my and, you know, in my opinion, even if they were to commit after Spartan Dog Con, they could decommit later. And, um, yeah. you, know, nothing, you know, again, nothing is done until they're signed. But, um, you know, he's one who really speaks of MSU highly, who I think Michigan State is going to be right in throughout his entire recruitment unless, you know, something seriously changes there. And then the other one I would say who we briefly mentioned earlier as a visitor is Desmond Stratton, also from Roseville, um, like Tyrell Henry. And – He's another one who just, you know, glows when you bring up Michigan State and just kind of is able to go into detail about what he likes about him. And, you know, and like Shivers, too, he has a great uh, relationship with Harlan Barnett. And he's, you know, a kid who, who can play safety. And, um, you know, watching him play at the, the seven on seven and just talking to him. And, you know, he just looks like a kid who's going to be a super athlete. Um, you know, and already is at the high school level, but, you know, could yeah. go at the college level too. Uh, I think that he is definitely somebody who Michigan State is high on and he's high on Michigan State. And so, you know, right now, again, it's early, too early to say anything, but those are the two 2025 kids who are really sticking out to me. There we go. Hey, we'll take it. And Ryan, hey, as always, thanks a lot for your time, your insight, your knowledge, especially again, at a very busy week, we got big 10 media days coming up and yeah, anything that's said or done from the Michigan state side of things, come on, you know, we're going to talk about it here unlocked on Spartans, but until then, Hey, Ryan, safe travels down to big 10 media days. Thank you so much, man. Really do appreciate it. Hey everyone subscribe Spartans illustrated, but also, Hey, enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Go green.